and welcome to Sorry You Went Viral, all about the stories that have been setting social media alight and the people behind these popular posts. I'm Tim. And I'm Hannah. Great to have you with us for this week's podcast. Let's start again, as we always do, with what's gone viral. Mm-hmm. And the first one, um, you may have seen these stories on Twitter and actually in the media as well uh, this week about this awful story of uh, people stuck on a train from London to Edinburgh that ended up being being cancelled at Preston, everyone being turfed out and having to get taxis from Preston to Edinburgh. Uh, there was a couple of um, posts that went viral, but the one that was related to this, but the one that I really liked and the one that kind of moved me the most was this awful one about the kids 50 12 year olds being stuck in Preston I mean it's so absurd isn't it I mean we're, we're almost now kind of like just used to there being kind of like rail delays and you know whatever it is strikes and and yeah. things being out of out of action and you just sort of think I mean could you can't really get much worse can you than after presumably after a school trip or something like that having 50 12 year olds stranded and you can't you know shove them all in a taxi obviously can you so um so yeah. Anyway, you tell us about how this all unfolded, and the, and I mean, this is we're shaming here, naming and shaming Avanti West. This is the Avanti West line, isn't it? Yeah, Avanti West Coast. Yeah. So I mean, what happens normally? Because um, uh, some of the users were saying, apparently, it's not. Sadly, it's not too uh, uncommon for this to happen. Right. Is that, so you get turfed out of a train, and you get. Um, and they say, right, we'll pay for a taxi to take you to Edinburgh, which is fine if it's me or you. But if you've got 50, 12 year olds, you can't put them into taxis on their own. Um, so what happened? The teacher of this school uh, is Greenfields High School in, in Cumbernault in North Lancashire. Lancashire, I should say. Yeah. Uh, he tweeted uh, of anti-West Coast, the guy's Mr. Schooler. And said, Good name well, for a teacher. Very true. Very politely. and frankly better than I would do if I'd have kids at 10 o'clock at night being stuck basically saying we've been here waiting for four hours can't get home can't send kids on taxis we're stuck here what do we do yeah um and I think it this this tweet got seen by about three million times got seen three million times by people empathizing and obviously angry at the situation you can just um, imagine the Avanti West Coast PR team going ah Oh my god, what are we gonna do? We've got to fix this somehow. Oh, no. But the nothing about it though, of course, is 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 not only how Avanti West Coast eventually responded, but just how the the community around them, around Preston Rail Station, you tell us about this. Um I just think it's lovely. Yeah, what's really lovely is how they the locals helped um not just this group of school children, but lots of passengers who are stranded. Um, but in this case, um, we should give a shout out to Mix Hut in mm-hmm. Preston. What happened? They um, they took these kids obviously starving. It's now nine o'clock at night and they go to the local chippy. And what happens? They don't have enough chips for everyone. So they make some calls, get more potatoes in, <laughs> serve the, all these 50 kids and the teachers chips, give them a discount rate on all this food as well, leave them all happy. and then. In that time, thankfully, the, one of the teachers managed to source a local coach firm to get a coach to drive them back to um, back to North Lanarkshire. Um, 
So we don't even know if Avanti West Coast actually kind of came to the rescue in the end. No, they didn't. No, Avanti didn't. Oh, well. I I think they did apologise. They have apologised privately Mm. for what happened. But what, you know, it's just, it's all these local businesses helping out um, these kids um, who documented their their journey. I mean, you, you... you can't unfortunately we can't unfortunately share the photos of the kids who are looking pretty happy with their chips because um <laughs> oh, because they haven't got permission from the parents yeah. for the photos um but they are very happy all got home they got home at 2:30 in the morning and presumably on a school night as well so yeah. i mean 2:30 i mean goodness me i hope um, i don't know maybe they had a bit of an easy go and and the next day back in school Thank again you. Um, they did get and they realised that they suddenly were like viral phenomenons as well. Well done them. <laughs> um, but yeah, it goes to show how lovely Twitter, you know, can be as well, just in terms of the fact that not only was the local community impressed and hugely supportive and sort of rallied round, um, but it was reflected then on social media as well. And it was like, shout out to Mix Hut, shout out to this coach company, all the rest of it. Um, so, you know, there's a bit of a theme going through this, this week's podcast, but it's a nice to see that there's... Um, there's some good that can come out mm. of X or Twitter, even though I've come off it now. But, you know, maybe, maybe, just maybe, um, I might be um, encouraged to get back on it, especially with stories like the following one. So this is about a, a lost walking stick. Um, so mm. Mike Parker uh, tweeted, he said, um, Aberystwyth, help. Just got a train and left my walking stick on the platform at the station. It was my granddad's huge sentimental value. If anyone's in town uh, and could, could get it, let me know. I'd be so grateful. To which a woman called Amelia replied to Mike and said, I'll go and have a look now, Mike, and come back to you. I'm only two minutes away. Um, lovely. Amazing. Well done, Amelia. So there's this whole kind of thread conversation going on between Mike and Amelia. Um, and then she responded saying, Chrysler, I've got it safe and sound. The power of Twitter, eh? And um, and Mike is saying like, oh mate, I'm so grateful, uh, which is, is thank you in in, in Welsh, um, and it's just absolutely lovely. And loads of people retweeted their conversation as well. So one guy called Rodri said, despite the extraordinary lengths Elon Musk is going to in order to make this place a total shithole, it does show resilience and is still capable of producing moments of beauty. Well said, Rodri. And there's moments like that that make you think, oh, maybe, maybe I'll just reactivate that account again. Who knows? Um, but yeah, another example of the power of social media, of X. Indeed. What I loved is that uh, Mike uh, later posted a photo of both him um, and Amelia with the walking stick. <laughs> end to the story again, keeping you updated on the story. Um, one, you talk about the, the, the loveliness of Twitter. This next story that went viral, not exactly the, the <laughs> nicest side, but it, I think a lot of it was in good humour. So um, believe it or not, and I'm pretty surprised at this, um, people still post holiday photos on Twitter. Um, not something I'm sure me or you would do, but um, one of this guy, a guy called Carts T30, posted a photo of him and three mates in a club in Ibiza. Um, good for him. Um, now, unfortunately, what happened uh, is some users started taking the Mickey out of one of one of his mates, Carts's mates. Um, who just to say an unusual haircut and beard combination? I know I can hardly talk. 
But unfortunately, again, because I think he was slightly shorter than his friends, someone was saying, like, who's the leprechaun? All this kind of jokingness about it. And to be fair to Katz, he gave as good as he got, you know, in some of the responses. Um, but he did post later on saying the power of social media is actually crazy. How can someone's hair cause a page to blow up so much? Yeah. What do you mean? It's got 12 million views. 12 million views. Uh, and I think he was clever. He started verified his page. So, again, all the responses from the verified users could generate some income. So it's a clever move by this guy. Yeah, and uh, he, then he went on to post again another picture of his of his mate saying, when you're getting violated on Twitter, so you try to pack yourself away. <laughs> um, so the content keeps on coming from carts. Thanks very much. <laughs> I, don't know if you're, I, think... I don't know if your mate's all that happy about it, but it seems like he's at least playing along for now. Very true. I think it's glad they could have some um, fun with it. I'm also having fun this week. Um, you may have seen, oh, you wouldn't have seen Hannah because you're not on Twitter. Um, <laughs> again, another reason to go back is people were sharing um, their examples of celebrity encounters, one of these trending uh, topics that people start replying, sometimes you know, with kind of just photos of them with a celeb, which is fine. But this one really caught my eye, and it caught the eye of loads of people, in fact. 12 million views this tweet has got from someone called Casey Vanderventer from L.A., who responded, who quote tweeted saying, when I was a waitress, Kiefer Sutherland would come in to dine and ask, what's your rent? And then he would write the amount of your of that person's rent, the waitress's rent, on the tip line of the cheque. So you have your month's rent paid for by Kiefer Sutherland. How amazing is that? That's so cool. I love that. Jack Bauer to the rescue as ever. Um, it's just brilliant. Um, so, the, yeah, the question was like, you know, what, what's your best kind of like interaction with a celebrity or something? And obviously the picture, those who are watching on the video feed can see that's actually um, it's, it's Happy Gilmore, isn't it? Adam Sandler there. Mm. Um, but, you yeah, know, this, this, this particular waitress saying she, she clearly had a couple of run ins with Kiefer Sutherland. Um, mm. So she also said he also challenged me to a sword fight with baguettes on Vermont Avenue at midnight. And let me win. I mean, <laughs> is there no end to this man's charms? Um, but what a lovely thing to do. And yeah, again, it's just highlighting that in the fickle and silly sometimes world of celebrity and fame and everything like that, you do get some good eggs in there as well. Oh, indeed. Um, again, social media. I know you're not on Twitter, Hannah, but every single platform has gone crazy for Taylor Swift and her apparent new boyfriend. Um, I'm not an NFL American football fan, but uh, I'm trying to pronounce his name. Travis Kelsey? Kels? It's Kelsey, um, But he plays for Kansas City Chiefs. I think uh, he's a big he, deal. He's a pretty big deal. Maybe not as big as, you know, Taylor Swift, but, well, now he is. <laughs> now he is. I mean, you know, documented everything of the photo of her in the box celebrating as he scored. He got a, a touchdown, touchdown, I think, or something like that, didn't he, while she was watching. And so everyone went nuts about it. And it was just like this this first time, again, it's, it seems to be this sort of celebrity trend of, like, announcing your relationship for you know like for on social media or for social media um when you're you know who knows however many months into the relationship that you just sort of like show up at your girlfriend or your boyfriend's game and kind of like their main cheerleader i mean well done them lucky for them um, it's hard though can you imagine if someone's taylor swift and the, the in the public eye you know you you know 
having relationships have you seen some of the high profile relationships but then how else can you you know you want to show your support for your boyfriend at a game and you know she wasn't exactly going out of her way to you know post on social media about it she's just caught on camera yeah exactly and i think in fairness to her she's had she had a very long-term relationship which uh, ended whenever it ended in the last year or so a couple of years um but that was very low-key all along um and for all of her fame and notoriety she she that was super low-key um this guy is obviously um very well known certainly in the u.s or for nfl fans around the world um so she doesn't really have she's kind of weighed it all up and gone I don't we don't really have that much choice you know this is going to be in the public domain so we might as well go all out but what's lovely about this story is that um, mm. apparently their relationship was predicted so say <laughs> Swifties have, have jumped onto this and they absolutely love it so um, a couple so say predicted this uh, the relationship blossoming um, and happening in back in Halloween of 2020 so Michaela Stevens she posted on her um, on her Instagram I don't know any world in which Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey would be in the same room together, but apparently in this one they're married and it's clearly kind of like, you know, obviously Michaela there for Halloween, like dressed up as as Taylor and her husband dressed up as Travis as well. Um, So that was back in 2020. So three years on, the premonition came to, you know, came to reality, it came to be true. Um, So yeah, Swifties, as you say, have like, absolutely have found found this particular post jumped on it and then that's gone viral as well so goodness knows how Michaela feels about that um I guess she's been asked to predict all sorts of things now I think it's brilliant I think it's great um you know just to think now this is the way of social media that people with different combinations of celebrities can you know then go viral years later yeah um, for their dressing up costumes it's brilliant brilliant stuff so next on the program we're going to talk about what it's like to go viral um and i was very very lucky this week in that i was out in vienna um for with the iaea which is the international atomic energy agency bit of a mouthful but it's essentially the un's kind of nuclear watchdog um and whilst i was there i got to meet uh, a a young woman called uh, isabelle bemaker and isabelle goes by um the persona of isodope um, and uh, let's just take a look because she's quite a big deal in the kind of like the online space at the moment. And she's essentially a nuclear energy influencer, unlikely kind of like two that you put together. But anyway, a nuclear energy influencer. Take a look at Isodope. Nuclear energy is clean energy. energy. This is a plant. No, not this one. This one. Most power plants make electricity by heating water and creating steam. Nuclear power plants get heat from splitting atoms. This is how it all goes down. This is the reactor score where all the craziness happens. In there is a nuclear fuel. Uranium pellets. Roughly the size of gummy bears. Imagine that these aliens with cowboy hats are uranium atoms. Pretend that my hat is a neutron. Hi. Hi. Neutrons are very sassy. The reactor releases neutrons and they smash into uranium atoms. That makes the atom unstable and it splits into two. This process is called nuclear fission. So uh, Isabelle was there in Vienna. She was addressing the scientific forum in front of all of these like world leaders um, and essentially talking about the best ways to try and communicate. And if you want to try and communicate nuclear energy as a clean energy source and as a complement to renewables out there, Um, then you need to use social media and she's using it to such great effect at the moment. But what I wanted to know was how does she cope then? Because obviously she has her persona, she's Isabelle in her personal life and she's isodope in her kind of social media life. But how does she cope then with having such a big following online and then obviously getting to fly all over the world and speak to world leaders as well um, through her activism? And this is what Isabelle had to say. 
it's it's kind of a love and hate relationship because of course I love it it goes viral I love it that a lot of people see it but you know inevitably when you get to a certain size or you get to a certain viewership you start getting the hate comments and the hate comments can be very challenging to deal with however I've accepted that I've embraced a somewhat controversial cause and it comes with it comes with the package right uh, you're always going to get hate comments so I've I've learned that the best way is to just ignore <laughs> and I think that the way I do it now is I just ignore all comments I post something and I just ignore the comments and and are those like hate comments that you say like is that all about nuclear or is it it's like people who are criticizing all. you as a person well it's about nuclear it's about my style my aesthetic um, it's about criticizing me as a person it's about it's about all of it but that's just how it is and I think if you do anything in life that has any sort of impact, you will have criticism. So you better just get used to it because it will be it will be a part of the journey. And could you do or can you do what you do without social media? I don't think I could. I mean, definitely the way I do it, absolutely not. I mean, I was I was born as a social media um, advocacy effort first. I moved into the real world, but even whenever I did a, a real grassroots. Uh, effort, I still counted a lot on social media to get people to attend the, the, the rally that I put together and so on. So I, I wouldn't be able to do it without social media. Would you do anything differently if you could start again? Because Isodope is your kind of your, your persona right. um, and presumably you use that because it enables you a little bit of anonymity mm -hmm. in your private life as well. As Isabelli, you can just sort of go around and not be kind of like criticized or attacked or anything like that. But would you do anything different like if you could go back to the beginning? Maybe I would do things a little more mainstream. <laughs> wow, mainstream media? No. Not mainstream media, but a little more... You know, my content is very specific and it's very niche. And I, I did it for a reason because I wanted to get people's attention. But maybe I would have done it a little more, you know, normal so that you can get even more people on board. But, you know, I, I think it was an artistic choice and I, I, I feel spiritually fulfilled by it so I'm happy oh well that's fantastic um, so well thank you so much to, uh, to Isabelle otherwise known as Isodope and you have like millions of followers right so not in the millions yet but but hopefully okay well millions of views on all of the content and the videos so check it out Isodope um, all over TikTok is that your main like, TikTok, preferred platform Instagram or X formerly known as Twitter oh very on brand with Elon well done thank you very much Wow, she's pretty impressive. Um, we should say isodope is a play on isotope, isn't it? That's yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Don't I got ask that. Me any in. more of the physics, but yes, it is. <laughs> I think it's brilliant. Again, we hear a lot about influencers, and a lot, you know, when you hear the word influencer, you think negatively about them. But this mm. is actually really interesting. You know, there's not too many people who are uh, advocating nuclear power, and certainly not in this way. Um, it must be tricky because for all the supporters of it, and as she explains, there must be there's a lot of critics, um, and it must be quite tough facing those some of those criticisms online. Yeah, it, I think you're definitely right. But one of the things that I've realised over the last week was that the younger generation, and sadly neither of us fit into that anymore, Tim. Sorry to tell you that. Um, but um, we're basically ancient and old, and it's the boomers as well, the the generation before us who are kind of like all, you know in that kind of like post. Uh, Hiroshima, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, kind of 
um, you know, anti-nuclear bubble. And it just doesn't exist for the younger generation. They are all about trying to find clean sources of energy and to um, find carbon free options and, and um, resolutions. And this is it. This is one of them. And they just don't have the same kind of like safety concerns or hang ups that the rest of us do. They think safety is important. But so, yeah. So from her point of view, she was just like this. This is just like such an obvious thing to me. And I just don't get why the, the 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 policymakers and the leaders and the decision makers of the world are being so slow about this because it's really obvious and it's a really urgent problem that we need to try and fix and we've got an answer there and so I felt really enthused that like you've got these young influencers who are taking up a cause beyond just themselves and um, mm. having a great time with it as well don't get me wrong I mean she's she's also a model and she's had obviously lots of publicity herself and kind of presumably had lots of opportunities to address you know, people on the world stage um, as a result of her activism. But it's just really empowering. And I, and she was great to me and super generous with her time and more power to her. Ha ha. <laughs> Very good. I mean, also, does she do all the videos herself? Because they're <laughs> so well made. You know, the production's really high quality. She certainly started off doing them all herself. I assume she probably has a bit of, um, you know, more of a production team around her now. Um, okay. But yeah, yeah, you know, it's um, it's all just her own. Yeah, so she created the persona in order to sort of, I think, protect herself a little bit. Um, mm. But um, yeah, it was just her idea, and she, it's just so obvious to her. And then when you talk to her, you go, "Yeah, it's actually really obvious." Maybe I'm just it's really, really good. I, I, <laughs> well, I learned a load by watching them. Yeah, um, it's just a really, really, really clever idea. So uh, look out for. For is it uh, Isabel and um, follow her Isodope on TikTok? Yeah, TikTok, Instagram, the work, she's all over the place. Yeah. And finally, on the show, it's time for the timeline cleanser. And this one is a classic. So you may have seen, um, particularly on TikTok, um, but also on other platforms, seen content creators going up to people while they're shopping in, in stores. Um, and this guy, a TikToker called Brandon Sloan, he was going up um, to kids who were there with their parents. And this was in a Target store, like a supermarket style store in the US. In, in the US, yeah. Yeah. And just basically quizzing them and kind of doing games and fun things with them, you know, obviously with their parents' permission. Um, and he stumbled across a guy, a guy, a young, a young boy <laughs> called Desmond Benjamin, who has now become a viral star of his own. <laughs> Let's show you why. Don't talk in this mic and I'll buy you whatever you want. What's your name? Desmond Benjamin. All right, so you're not supposed to talk in the mic, so I'll give you one more try. Don't talk in this mic, I'll buy you whatever you want. What's your name? How old are you? All right, you win. What do you want? Rainbow Manic. What do you want? Rainbow Manic. All right, let's go get it. I like these. These ones right here? Yeah. Would you like to take these magnets or double and give it to the next person? Take these magnets. If you're following me on TikTok, I'll buy you two of these. Do you follow me? Yeah. What's my name? Mm, I don't know. What made you want rainbow magnets? I like rainbow magnets they attract together. You like when they attract together? Yeah. Great fun. I mean, actually, my daughter loves like similar things with different color magnets and uh, she makes shapes out of them so you can see why he wanted them um but anyway desmond has as i said become a celebrity in his own right um the videos and photos posted online of him locally meeting i think local um 
sports teams and all wanting a photo with him. And he's gone on to do other videos with uh, with Brandon off the back of this popularity. In fact, his mum has even created her own TikTok, which is Mrs. 100 Bills. <laughs> Not sure that's a charge per video or whatever, but great fun. Um, and you know, they're back and they're doing this video again that's recent, uh, has now got 10 million views. Let's show you a clip of it. Anything you could draw in seven seconds, I'll buy for you. And start. Five, four, three, two, one. Stop. What'd you draw? Dumpster truck. What is it? Dumpster truck. Is this the one you want right here? Yeah. Let's get it. Oh, what's your name? Desmond Benjamin. Desmond what? Desmond Benjamin. You like garbage trucks? Yeah. What's your favorite garbage truck? Every single kind of garbage truck. I'm faster you. So what made you pick a garbage truck? Hi, Daddy. Does he like garbage trucks? Yeah. Is that true? Do you like garbage trucks? <laughs> nah. So why do you say that? I have no idea. I mean, it's not the first time that we've featured a, a cute kid as our timeline cleanser. Mm -hmm. It obviously goes to show where our mental heads are at the moment. Emotionally. <laughs> 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 Bring back the cute children. Uh, but yeah, wonderful stuff from Desmond. Wonderful stuff from his mum as well. Mrs. Uh, what did you say? Mrs. 100 Bills. I mean, yeah. 100 Bills that she needs to pay or something like that. And she's using hers. Don't <laughs> we all? Get it all paid. Exactly. Exactly. I'm just like, you know, my brain's whizzing thinking, how can I monetize my child? How can I monetize my child? <laughs> uh, but yeah, lovely stuff. Yeah. And it's just, it's just soothing, isn't it? It is, and I, I, I like it. You know, it's the kind of thing, a lot of these videos don't really work. These kind of going up to people, random people in shops. And what Brandon's done is just stumbled across an absolute gem, uh, yeah. you know, viral kid. And it's just brilliant fun. And we need this kind of stuff, especially when you've got so much doom and gloom on our, so, on our feeds when scrolling through. And he's just great fun. And that's what we need. Like this show, a bit of yeah. joy. In our in our lives, um, hopefully. Anyway, um, that's the end of this week's show. Um, we'll be posting highlights of the clips uh, that we featured, along with the links to the content creators, so you can follow them. Uh, if you've got any questions or any ideas, anything you've seen this week, we think we should cover. Do email us sorry you went viral at gmail.com and follow us on our socials. Just search for sorry you went viral. And we'll be back next week. See you then. Thanks all.